Nothing But The Words, episode number 53. Write the book you're called to write. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. So yesterday, I got on Clubhouse and co-hosted a room for the first time. If you know me at all, you know I am not the biggest social media person, and I'm not probably what you would think of as the right person for Clubhouse. It's an audio-only app, and so you're either there to listen, which is cool, or to talk, to share information, to have a conversation. And as an introvert, you know, I don't necessarily need to spend a lot more time talking, (laughs) but I do get on there and listen every once in a while. And yesterday I co-hosted a room with my friend Marusha Murphy, and we talked about how you can write a purpose-driven book a book that really helps you to fulfill your purpose. Several people in that room mentioned that there was a book they wanted to write. Maybe they had even started writing it, but there was a different book that they felt like they should write first. And they used the word should specifically. As coaches, consultants, and speakers, they are accustomed to giving people how to. So they believe, and probably rightly so to some extent, that their audience expects how-to from them, that their audience then expects a how-to book from them. And that can be a great choice. Lots of experts have used tactical how-to books to achieve their business goals. But these women want to have a deeper conversation with their books. They want to demonstrate their thought leadership in their books, not just for the sake of being positioned as thought leaders, but because they really want to get these ideas out to the world. These are the ideas that will help them to fulfill their purpose. More than giving readers a step-by-step how-to book, they want to delve into the philosophies behind what they do, how they do it, and why they do it. They were worried, however, that that's not what the audience wanted. And to some extent, as I said, they were right. There will be a percentage of their audience who just wants to be told what to do. But I believe those people are in the minority. These leaders attract people like them people who are bright and curious and constantly evolving. You can't help but attract that when it's what you show to the world. They attract people who want to understand the why behind the what. Not only will these books exploring their theories, their values, and their philosophies resonate with much of their existing audience, it will also attract a whole new audience. So many people are hungry to understand and to be understood. Thought leadership helps them to understand something that matters to them, and it often makes them feel understood at the same time. It makes them feel heard and seen because someone is finally discussing the things that matter most to them. Listen, I am not here to tell you what kind of book to write, not by a long shot. You have to decide based on your goals for your book and your audience. If, for instance, you're writing a book to teach seniors how to make the most of technology, step-by-step how-to might be exactly the kind of book they need. Those books have their place and can provide great value. I have two, maybe three of them sitting on my desk right now. Not about technology, though. (laughs) But if you dream of writing something deeper, if you feel called to share more, don't avoid that calling. As long as that book is in alignment 
with your platform or the platform you want to create, it will still serve to help you gain visibility and grow your audience. It will still serve the bottom line of your business. Most of the people you see sitting with Oprah on Super Soul Sunday are authors, and every book you see them discussing falls into this thought leadership category. None of them are simple prescriptive manuals. Those are not books that people usually sit around talking about. These are books about big ideas. I don't say that to say that writing about your philosophies will get you a seat under the trees with Oprah. For most of us, that's not going to happen. For some of us, it will, even though you don't know it yet. But I use the Oprah example as evidence of the truth that so many people want to have these conversations. They want to discuss the big topics. When I coach a client who's torn between books, what book to write next or what book to write first, I'll often tell them to write the money book first. I got that phrase from my friend and fellow author coach, Anita Henderson. It's a, a phrase she taught me when we we worked together. We were in business together for a period of time. And Anita would always tell people in that situation, listen, write the money book. And she was right because often those people were trying to build a business and hadn't yet reached a level of sustainability in their business. They were still really trying to just get their foot in the door as the expert. In those situations, though, the client is typically deciding between writing a book that's in full alignment with their business and writing a book that I consider a hobby book. So if you're considering a hobby book, but you're still trying to grow your business, I encourage you to write the money book first. That's the book that will support your business in some way. So for example, if you're deciding whether or not you should write a political thriller or write a how-to book about your brand of holistic wellness, for example, then I would encourage you to write the holistic wellness book first, grow your business and position yourself to where you can write your hobby books whenever you want to. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm speaking to those of you who are torn between writing a how-to book, which your audience would likely love and implement. I'm speaking to those of you who are torn between writing a how-to book, which your audience would likely love and implement, and writing a more profound book. Choosing the second book, the more profound book, requires a level of vulnerability. You will be holding your deeply held beliefs up for assessment by your readers. So there's definitely more risk involved, but the potential rewards are also much greater. Writing your thought leadership work and getting it out to the world can position you as an expert in new circles, all while making your core community that much more invested in what you do. If you find yourself in this situation, I invite you to follow your desire. Write the book that's calling to you to be written. Give your readers the worldview and convictions and wisdom behind what you do. That's it for this week's episode, my friends, all inspired by a conversation on Clubhouse. (laughs) If you're on Clubhouse, follow me at Candace L. Davis and ping me when there's something juicy going down and I need to be in that room. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.